Let's fly straight into it because we've got a man who's uh, on a mission. He's got plenty to do today. It's the AFL General Manager of Football Operations, Steve Hawking's been good enough to come into the box with us. Morning, Steve. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks, Brad. Kim? Great to have you on board, mate. And where, where do we start? I mean, I suppose let's go with how have you assessed the job since you put your feet under the... It's been a little while now, but it has, has it yeah. been everything you thought it is? Has it been tougher? Has it been harder? Has it been easier? What, oh, what look, I, yeah, it's... it's um Coming out of club to to this uh, type of role, you, you're never quite sure. You, you've got an understanding of the fact that it's going to elevate to a much um, bigger scale mm. um, because you're you're working across 18 clubs. Um, but the thing that I will say and and can say is that look, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm learning uh, every day on on the role. Um, it's a much bigger role based on just the level of management and and also you know what you need to be across. So um, we had the uh, all, all the 18 GMs of footy in at um, AF. Uh, house yesterday and that's a sort of a, uh, a mid-season review as to where things are at. We're currently coaching up, catching up with uh, senior coaches as well and getting around the country to do that to see you know, how they're finding the rule changes and what else is uh, you know, bothering them or what else is going well. Um, so a lot of reviewing going on currently but I, you know, I can honestly say that I, I'm, I'm certainly enjoying the ride. Well just briefly, what, what's one positive and one negative that came out of that meeting yesterday? What are they happy with and what are they not so happy with? Uh, look, they're certainly happy with uh, how the rules have been better down um, uh, definitely um, one of the things that they're not so happy with is the fact that they don't have access to runners and I don't think that'll surprise anyone that's certainly a narrative that um, has continued through the years so um, you know, that's they're all things that we'll take on board and what we'll do is we'll um, we'll take that seriously we'll uh, we'll put that into the competition committee um, uh, in July and and work through it accordingly and, and just try and uh, review all of those rules and, and uh, you know, look where we need to make some adjustments Stephen if we sat here with you for a couple of hours, uh, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't hit all the issues, we wouldn't resolve them. No. Just, can I throw to you a couple of things and perhaps you give us a bit of an overview and then perhaps we specify a little bit because you know where we're going to come at you on, but how have you coped with our feelings and our frustrations at the inconsistencies of the match review officer, now the score review, other massive issues in the game like the mental health and even now gambling issues of just the recent weeks? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great question, Kim, and, and thank you um, for, for asking it in, the, in, in that way. Um, my, my personal uh, uh, style is to is to operationalise around it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I tend to be someone of action, and and so there's a, a range of uh, you know issues that uh, you've raised there. And, and for me, um, you know, I, I sort of organise and rally the troops behind it and make sure that uh, what we do is uh, you know we, we get change and we're all always you know uh, pursuing excellence in what we're doing in that decision making and very fortunate working at the AFL that we've got access to um, you know experts um, and uh, I'm able to collaborate with them that is my natural style is to do that I go I go quite wide initially and then beyond that um, there's a decision that needs to be made you need to bring the hammer down on it and uh, I certainly do uh, do do that uh, but I like to go wide and just understand you know all the issues first and then identify right what's the What's the path forward? Off the back of that, um, you know, I, I accept that at times, uh, you know, potentially uh, I may not communicate as much as the fans uh, may like. So, you know, happy to acknowledge that, and that that certainly has been called out over the last month or so. But it's the second year in the role. 
well. Um, I communicated extensively last year uh, to pitch the fact that there was change coming, uh, and this year I've, I've uh, naturally just laid off that to allow that change to just settle in. But in the meantime, um, you know, what happens with this industry is there's a whole host of things that continue to burn, and uh, I've spent a lot of uh, time and energy uh, with my team uh, getting in behind that to make sure that we uh, make the right decisions uh, moving forward. Are you convinced that uh, you know you are? Again, I, even even this week, the match re- the, the 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 score review system just annoys the heck out of us, and I, I'm led to believe that you're even standing by the one of uh, th- uh, of, of of Thursday night, um, where it clearly you know we, we all believe that the McKernan kick was touched. Well, yeah. It, look, that's that's a uh, that's a varied uh, view. That one, and and the one that I need to back in is the uh, the score review officer at the time, mm. which I I do. Um, but what I will say is that uh, we had eighteen GMs of footy in um, AFL House yesterday, and uh, there was um, uh, you know discrepancy um, amongst eighteen of those. So um, there, there will always be human error involved in the game. What we need to do is eliminate that uh, as best we can, um, and in, in the current system. That's what we're working really hard to do. Um, we're making sure that we've got our best uh, score review officers um, in the chair and we'll continue to do that over the remainder of the season. We need to close the gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that's good about it. You know, if you have a look at the edge um, uh, mm-hmm. reviews last night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both those went really well. But it was better for the game, so I, I think that it needs to stay in. Um, you know, there are some people uh, calling it needs to go out. It, the game is better for it um, and there will always be human error. Are we any closer to reducing the interchange, Steve? I mean, like, we see it today. I mean, there's still, you know, there's still good tight games. They're going deeper in the, in the matches, we realise that. But do we see the time when we might get a little bit less interchange so we see the better players out on the ground for longer and fatigue becomes more of an issue as opposed to what it is right now? Brad, I think we're already seeing that. Um, with, with the changes that we've made, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly uh, the elite players. You, you have a look at, say, um, players like uh, you know, Martin and Fife and, and Dangerfield. A lot of those guys spend quite a bit of time forward now. So that's actually already a change that's, um, that's happened within the game. Um, whether or not you actually uh, pull it back further, I think one of the challenges for us is if you do do that, um, you know, what does the game look like? You know, what, what are the unintended consequences around that? And what does it mean? For those those powerful athletes that can really influence the game, if if uh, you know they're not able to recharge their energy system, um, does that mean that they potentially aren't playing at the same level they currently are? Um, we sort of we're open to that being considered. That will be something that uh, we'll work through with the uh, competition committee, but it's certainly not something that's at the top of the agenda. Stephen, so general managers of footy around the clubs from yesterday, and I understand the chief executives come Monday. There seems to be great growing groundswell of disapproval at approach to and movement of players and now even staff while still in contract. Do, do you, what's your attitude to the AFL perhaps even taking some action to prevent players moving as much as they seem to do and even staff with the Brady Rawlings example of this week here in Perth moving or talking with other clubs while in contract? Uh, well, look, there's, there's mechanisms in place already, and I, I think um, potentially, Kim, where we've been, that may have been the case. I, I think that there, um, my understanding is, and, and sort of communication I've had, that that's far better um, this year. There is uh, genuine respect um, uh, via that, uh, and the AFL Coach Association have led that around coaching, definitely. Um, as far as players go, um, you know, it's quite clear around that. Managers can certainly be talking to clubs. 
clubs, definitely, and that's been going on for years. So mm. I don't think that will ever change. Um, the movement of players is an interesting one. Uh, clearly what we've done is uh, there's a supplemental period and then there was a mid-season um, draft as well. That, that, is, that is something that um, you know, has uh, opened up. There's, there's a greater opportunity for movement of players. And the reason for that is has been it, it enables clubs um, the opportunity to uh, remain competitive for longer in seasons, in, in a season as well. And um, you know, we've seen 28 players um, you know, put onto lists uh, through the through the early part of the season and even in mid-season as well. And um, you know, some of those players are playing and, and certainly through the supplemental period that's the case. So um, a greater movement of players is, is, is something that clubs uh, are asking for and, and you know, we'll continue to uh, consider that. As an extension of that, what about the national draftees? Are you thinking about... You know, rather than just two years, are you thinking about maybe increasing that to possibly three or four, particularly for the infancy clubs who struggle to keep some of their best boys? Oh, look, I think Brad, uh, one of the things that clubs are becoming really, uh, you know, very aware of is just the environment. Uh, if you have a look at um, uh, the Brisbane Lions, they've they've gone through a period where they really um, struggled to retain talent, um, and you know they've made some changes to key people in there. They've made really significant changes to their program. Um, they've also changed their recruiting strategy as well and uh, and 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 have gone with a a recruitment of a group of players that have actually got you know, really good uh, friendship and and you know have come through football together um, and they're retaining those players now so there's there's that part I, I, I think I, I would lean heavily towards the environment and making sure that that's actually right and players want to stay there Stephen when you guys sit down uh, I suppose as of now try to review and get uh, the score review process better and and as aim for perfection possibly even before the finals do you think footy will ever consider this is a radical call but we get callers to 6pr all the time do you think footy would ever consider that radical move if it goes through the goals it's a goal, whether it's touched, whether it touched the goalpost or not and goes through the goals like other sporting codes. Do you think we'd ever go to that? Oh, look, I'm not sure we would, Kim. I, I think that, um, you know, that, that changed a lot of scoring history yeah. over time. The thing that I will say and, 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 and will commit to is um, we will continue to improve, um, you know, the current system. We're, we're committed to that over the remainder of the season. And what I can say is not off the back of, um, you know, some of the human error that, that has uh, happened this year. You know, there's a system and then there's, there's human error. We, you know, we, we'll try and continue to train and educate and make sure that we narrow the gap on that but uh, the thing that's going on in the background and, and this has uh, been going on since um, earlier in the in, in the year mm. um, I was fortunate enough to uh, to uh, be part of um, uh, viewing the uh, NRL bunker and also the yeah. A-League bunker yep. you know they're, they're, they're leading um, the way as far as that goes and and so for our our sport um, we need to make sure that what we do is um, we we analyze what they've got and we're, we're we're very well placed to make a good and strong decision based on what is going to support our sport. And the, and the thing that we need to recognise with our sport is it's a 360-degree game compared to those games that I've just mentioned there. And, and it's on you know, one of the biggest ovals um, uh, sporting fields in the world. And, and so making sure the right, you know, we, we decide on the right system and then implement the right system to support the game in 2020 is critical. Steve, we appreciate your time and we know you push for time. Quickly, what about the buy system? Are we going to see it sort of 
condensed down a little bit? Will we just see one, a week where we have everybody have a, a week off or, rather than 666? What's the feedback there? Uh, what we'll do is we'll just review it, uh, Brad, and, and, and that will be done by the, you know, the relevant decision makers um, at AFL House and we'll work with uh, all the clubs to you know, try and understand what is best and, and then listen to our fans as well. What about the wild card system again? It seems to grow every year that, that ninth and 10th could play off against 7th and 8th. In that first bye week of finals, any chances? Uh, look, it's 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 something that um, uh, you know is not at the top of the agenda, Kim. Um, it's yeah, as you said earlier when we opened the interview, you could, we could probably sit here yeah, and speak yeah. for the next five hours about a whole host of things. But um, but that's certainly not something that uh, we, we you know got our eye trained on. Last one, we had State of Origin rugby in Perth, yes. and it went magnificently yes. well. Yes. Are we any chance? Can it be resurrected? Can it be resuscitated any time soon? Uh, well, look, it's, it's something that is certainly uh, continues to swirl around, so we need to consider it. Um, but our competition's so different now. Um, you, you've just got, uh, you know, it's so big and it's so encompassing, and then you've got the uh, demands that the, the clubs place on players as well. Um, but again, in saying that, how do you get access to the players, you know, to bring something um, <laughs> like that to life, and where do you place it? We play for nothing. With, with, and with, <laughs> and with, with the spectacle, though, of what we saw here last Sunday night, how much closer are we to a, an AFL night grand final? Oh, look, that is something for the commission, Kim. It's, yeah, okay. uh, yeah they, Come on, you'll influence them, though. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that, that is a, a call that um, you know, we need to take seriously. We can't be flipping about it. it, it, it that impacts on a lot of fans um, and you know, a lot of stakeholders uh, within the game, and, and uh, we, we, we absolutely have to respect that. Do you listen to the fan surveys? I do. I listen to more than that. We do a lot of research. Yeah, because obviously they run their own. There was ten thousand the other day, yeah. and it's pretty uh, pretty good when you've got ten thousand people. Yeah, you know, coming through like that. Hey, Steve, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Now you've got to keep moving, but uh, keep up the good work, and we look forward to a uh, terrific game here today and the rest of the season. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Kim. See you, Stephen. Steve Hocking, there, the AFL general manager of football operations.